Hey, this is a really great show all about putting a face to scammers, you know, and being used. I got used in a dating profile scam. I'm do it happens to me all the time. And my next guest has happened to him as well. You're going to hear this story. Steve Bustin is a business communication specialist working with organizations and individuals around the world who want to engage effectively with customer staff in the wider world. Now his speech is about get your voice heard. And that's what we're doing today. We're using his voice, his face, his pictures to talk about people who've been scammed because he and I run a BBC TV special all about people who have been scammed. And he tells a very interesting story. My guest today on All Business is Steve Buston. From Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. So I recently saw that you've been doing a little bit different speech than you normally give called The Face of a Scam. Tell me how that came about. Well, story really started on Valentine's Day 2018. My cell phone rang and this woman's voice just said, you don't know me, but I thought I knew you. And I was like, what? And it turned out this woman had been dating me online um, or thought she had because, as I know has happened to you, somebody has stolen a whole load of images of me, predominantly from Facebook and uses them to set up profiles on dating sites to try to scam women out of money. So, yeah, I wait, now know... Wait, just, not, not just women or men too? Uh, just women, although the ultimate irony is I'm married to a man, so these women are yes. really not my type. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 you know, when I heard your story that way, Steve... You had to laugh a little bit, but, it, you, you know, you have to find some humor in this because both of oh, us do. have been on the receiving end of this. Yeah. And, and by the way, I'm on I'm on heterosexual and homosexual dating sites. I'm equal I, opportunity employer here. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and but very much on the other side as well. It's kind of interesting to get a call like that. I mean, I get mm. these now literally every week. Are you right. getting more and more or, or you just had a couple? Uh, well, I know of 16 women who have dated, quote, me. I get emails every now and again from, I'm getting them at the moment from Europe. So Berlin recently, Amsterdam, women saying that they've been, you know, they've been dating or chatting somebody who's using my photos. Now, because right. I went very public with it, there was a lot of media coverage a couple of years ago when this first happened. So that, I think now when they start searching for the images, they find that quite quickly. So I've had a couple of women say thank you for going public because it means I realized this was a scam and I avoided losing money, which was one of my reasons going public, quite frankly, was right. to, 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 to do that. So it is still ongoing. And I'm aware those photos, I'm never going to get them back. They are out there. They will probably yeah. carry on using them until they go up and become old fashioned, I suppose, would be the only reason they would stop. Um, or if, you know, I was able to, to go public with them. Or they get yeah, caught. They get yeah, caught. they get caught. You know, it's, it's just amazing. Could I even saw that they used a picture of your sister saying that was your dead wife, I think, yeah. is what they said, right? Yeah, because, I mean, these, uh, these scammers, the, 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 the classic story is that they are a widower, which I think sends mm-hmm. the message, I'm the marrying kind. Yep. And that they are working overseas, which is why they can't meet. And then, yeah, they'll often talk about their wife, their ex-wife. So, yeah, there was a picture of me with my sister on holiday in the Netherlands that they were sending out to these women and, and saying that was, that was me with my deceased wife. I think actually the other thing that 
and annoyed me slightly was when it became clear that the scammer sent out my photos and tells the women he's 68. I'm in my 40s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something. I've been, I actually, they pegged me a little bit younger. Uh, I'm nice. like, right, right now I saw the last one. I was 39-year-old, bi- a biotech engineer out of South Africa. And I'm going 39. Hey, that's pretty good. I'm 59. <laughs> so I was thinking that's not bad, but it's amazing. I, I'm going to be. I want to talk to you about a number of different things because we're both on the receiving end of this, and of course, mm. we're both trying to do our best to educate men and women. You know, don't do this. I mean, there's some things you need to do, but what we need to also keep in mind for everyone that's listening is we're victims too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right. I mean, how do you feel? What did you feel like when you first heard this? I was. <sighs> I wasn't altogether surprised. I knew there were fake Facebook profiles around with my photos on. I've had those reported in the past. Um, I do know how my profile is verified and all that sort of stuff, so I can prove I am who I say I am. I suppose I was just sad as much as anything else. Certainly when I've heard some of the women I've spoken to have given the scammers money. Um, We know of one woman up in the north of Scotland who sold her house and gave the proceeds to a man she never met. This is on on your profile? We're not sure. The police weren't sure on that one. They, that was what it appeared to be, but they thought there was actually something more going on um, with that. So they weren't quite sure. They couldn't verify that she'd been chatting to, quotes me. Right. But it's, it's tricky. I mean, I do, when, particularly when I'm out speaking about it on stage, I sort of play it for laughs because I can laugh at myself and I can certainly yeah. laugh at the scammers, but I cannot and will not laugh at the women. Because, oh, yeah. you know, they are, and a lot of them are not, you know, they're not gullible women, particularly. I've chatted to several women who've dated profiles using my photos, one of whom was a Cambridge University professor. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, these are not women who are lacking in intelligence. And a lot of them actually have realized before they got as far as being scammed, or at least when the first question came up. And I'm now much more familiar with the, the, the modus operandi of these guys. So it's often either... I've lost my passport or I've lost my tickets and I need money to come and visit you. Uh, or I've had um, an accident and I need money for medical bills. Uh, yeah. And actually one of the photos that the scammers used of me is a photo of me with, well, if I say with blood on my face, it's just like a little sort of smear of blood on my eye, on my lower eyelid where I had had a close encounter with a rose bush. And he sends that out with a picture of the most horrendous road accident saying that he's had this accident and these are his injuries. And I'm like, well, if you walked out of that car crash with those injuries, you've actually done pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing the steps, you know, and you, you mentioned about the money because I actually had a woman, I think she, it, was, it was a couple hundred thousand dollars wow. she gave. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going like, and you didn't meet this person? And I said, no. didn't you, you, you know, you can't just do this to a person on the phone. She goes, no, no, I met them by video. And and I watched the video that you actually they showed mm. on the BBC special, yeah, uh, where they're using that video start, stop, start, and stop. And you probably cut that what for um, a speech or something? Yeah, that was me. Well, so, just so, so the listeners understand what, what what this was was there was basically one of the women. Well, the woman who contacted me um, with that that infamous phone call, she ended up stringing the scammer along. And then he, she eventually challenged him and said, I found your photos on somebody else's profile. So well, his initial response was, that man's dangerous. He's a fraud. I'm going to have him taken down, which was a threat against me. Yeah. But to prove he was who he said he was, because he'd invested in this relationship by that point, uh, he sent her a copy of his passport with my photo in, and then he Skyped her. So what he did was he found a video of me talking to my webcam, and it's actually with me uh, about to go and speak at a professional speaking association event, our equivalent of NSA. 
And I was just saying, you know, looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. We're going to be talking about this topic and that topic. And let me know your questions and let me you know, put something in the comments below, blah, blah, blah. But it was just me talking to my webcam. He then slowed it down and started and stopped it. So it judders. So it so, don't, don't, like you look at a really bad yeah, connection. Just, exactly. And, then he, and it's his voice over the top. And it, yeah. even though I know it's me and I'm sat in my spare room at home, it is unbelievably convincing. It's extraordinary. Now, what I was really lucky is Constance, this woman who contacted me, she, bless her, propped up her phone and filmed it. So I do have the video of that Skype call between her and him. I showed it to the police. The police said they had never seen anything that sophisticated at that point. I ended up having a conversation with a very well-known crime novelist, a guy called Peter James, who writes a series of detective novels here in the UK. And he had contacted me saying he was thinking of writing a novel based on dating scams. And I showed him that video. And he said, I would never have dared to make that up because it would have sounded too far-fetched. Exactly. I, I, it's a, and by the way, I saw it. I saw it. And, you know, of course, it was played on the BBC yeah. show. And it was very convincing. You could see that because we've all been in those situations. And even as we're, we're taping this by video, that's yeah, occurring exactly. on the video right now as we're talking, folks. As you're, as you're listening to us talk, we're talking by video. And he, he's actually starting, stopping, starting, stopping. By video. I mean, it wasn't yeah. just because you were reenacting it. That's really true. And if you're talking over it, it's it's extremely convincing. These guys are really good. And I, too, have had them take a passport, um, right. put the fake name on, whatever name, and my picture on it, show the people. I've had a woman from Brazil. She was just and she really thought it was me mm -hmm. and thought and she actually posted on my public pages and, and wrote notes out in the public that Jeff Hazlett's this and this and this and this saying that I'm doing this other profile and scamming other people, you know? Yeah. The other thing, Steve, if you had this happen to you as well, in fact, let's just take a quick break and I'm going to come back and ask you a big question. Okay. Here's my big question. Have you had friends come to you afterwards and say, I saw you on Tinder? And I didn't say anything to you because I thought maybe you were playing around or something. <laughs> Have you had that? I haven't. No, no, I've never been spotted by a friend. I don't think I, I'm not aware my photo has turned up on Tinder. My photo has been used on Elite Singles, which is a very upmarket dating site, which is quite, mm. I suppose, is mod moderately gratifying. But it's also been used on a site called Zeusk, which is a dating site for the over 50s, which is really galling because I'm in my 40s. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, still, you're still caught up by that, aren't you? I can I see that. I know. You got to get over it, Steve. You got to get yeah, over it. No, let it go. Let it go. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, I, no, thankfully, I haven't had any friends coming, although they were the ones who spotted the fake Facebook profiles. Now, interestingly, I've now learned from, from the police and various experts in this about how the scammers will start on Facebook and how they will go about finding people with a propensity for gullibility to yep. then go on and scam them. Um, and that's often, I'm sure you get it, where you get a, a rec friend's request from somebody you think, I'm sure I'm already friends with them. But a lot of people will just go, oh, yeah, of course, I'll be friends with them, except... Yeah, that profile will then start posting what these, you know, so it's run by a scammer, but they'll start posting these gullibility checks. So the classic one is there's a still photo of a woman on a paddleboard. And you can see it's a shot from above. You can see behind there's the shadow of a shark. And it says something like, like this image and press six or type six to find out what happens next. And so lots of people type six. And of course, nothing happens because it's a still image. So what tends to happen is 20 seconds later, they, they then type, nothing happened. But that is a 
gullibility check. So basically, if somebody is gullible enough to think that that still image might move in some way by typing six, the scammer will then look at that person's Facebook profile. They will do a reverse Google image search on their, on their photos to see if they can find them on a dating site because they know that person might be gullible enough to fall for a scam. So that's wow. one of the ways they're finding their victims. I would just, it's one of the things I always say to people when I'm out speaking on this now is, you know, if somebody sends you a friend request and you think you're already friends, go and check and let them know because that's, that's a scammer who's trying to, it, it's called like farming. And then, it, yeah, that's how, what they're doing is setting out gullibility checks. Wow, I never even thought of that, but that does make a lot of sense uh, in terms of how they find these people or target in. I mean, there are a lot of people looking for love without question. Yeah. And um, it's amazing. I've had friends who've come to me afterwards when I went more public with this saying, I saw your picture there under a different name and I didn't even say anything because I thought, well, maybe this is something you were doing. I'm going like, seriously, yeah. but you're my friend and you didn't tell me this. Of course, I'm not out there. I'm, I'm married. You know, <laughs> yeah. oh, gosh. And my my kids have gotten it. You know, they send them to my my kids saying, hey, your dad, your, your dad's out there. You should you know, and this is by the way, I have had this happening to me for literally 20 some years. Wow. Okay. You know, back when it was early, uh, you know, it was visible. I was out there in the public and didn't understand the the kinds of people that would steal your stuff, you know, and this was when I was an executive at a major company and so forth. And, you know, I was very, very public and, you know, and on social media, the first thousand people on Twitter and things like that. So I was putting out stuff that now I wouldn't do, yeah. you know, like, you know, you, you know, this is a speaker. Steve, I don't even try to stay in the same hotel that I'm speaking at. I don't even tell people I'm in that city usually that same day because of, of sc both scammers, but also just security stuff. Mm -hmm. I've got stalkers now as well. So how does someone protect themselves from these types? I just gave a couple examples, but what do you, how do you think they should protect themselves and what steps have you taken? The first thing I think is be aware that when you're on social media, you're in the public domain. Yep. Um, I think a lot of people assume that when they're on their social media profile, particularly Facebook, that they're in some sort of little bubble because all they're seeing are the posts from their friends and family. Right. So they tend to assume that that's all that can see that. That's the only people that can see their, their posts. But unless you have your post set to friends only, they're open to everyone. Um, right. You can go and view your Facebook profile as it is visible to somebody who's not your Facebook friend. And even if you have got your settings set to the tightest security, you your can profile still see photo, your banner photo, and your featured photos are all in the public domain. And lots of people right. have pictures of their kids and things up there. So it's like, just be aware you are always in the public domain. You're playing in somebody else's playground, yep. you know, when you're on, on those social media profiles. And it's not that I tell people to stop doing social media. I love Facebook. I'm on there all the time. But I am now much more careful about what I post. Everything is set to friends only, if not tighter security. I'm much more aware of I won't use things like Facebook for logging in on other sites. You know, I now avoid giving Facebook any more of my data than I need to. Right. But I think it's also then when people are on dating sites, wherever, have your skepticism filter turned up? Yeah. Just if yeah. It, it's a pretend that they could be, yeah, they could be an axe murderer. You should kind of act like that, right? <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I tell people is, is have a friend check them out. You or you know, first of all, I think you've got to meet face to face, especially if someone is asking you for money or asking you to do something that you wouldn't normally do every day, yeah. even if it's a lover, even if it's a, I mean, you wouldn't give, I, it's amazing. I tell people you wouldn't give your family this kind of money. Why would you give it to somebody like that? I just don't get it. 
I think because we want to be, we all want to be thought well of, if you like. Yeah. You know, people, we want people to like us. And I've seen, I mean, I've seen some of the chats between the scammers and some of the women who who've been, you know, have seen my photos on these profiles. And it's incredibly manipulative, and it's but it's very genuine. It's you know it yeah. gets quite sexual, it gets very romantic. It, they very quickly play to these women's strengths and to an extent vulnerabilities. One of the other things now the scams are doing, which is horrendous, is they will ask for the first set of money. So the first request will be for a couple hundred dollars, and they will then pay that back with a little gift to say thank you. So they might borrow two hundred dollars, they'll pay back two hundred and twenty dollars, and say thank you so much. That was so generous as a little gift to say thank you. So, of course, these women, and I should say, it's not just women, it's men as well getting right, scammed like right. this. Yep. They then think, oh, this person's so nice, they gave me this gift, you know, and they build up trust. And that's, I mean, that's the basis of any scam is is building up misplaced trust. Once you've done that, you can, you know, these women will carry on giving. I think it's interesting, though, on the men thing, the police here in, in the UK told me, once men have been told that this woman they are talking to is a scam, they will often carry on giving. Women, once they've been told it's a scam, will stop. Men will often go back to that profile and carry on giving that woman, and it's we don't know who it is, they'll yeah. carry on giving money. Men are, tend to be more gullible and tend to be less willing to be told that they're being scammed. Hmm. So you think that's a man thing? It's got to be. I think so, yeah. And yeah. I think it's, I, you know, I do think there are some men who are, I don't want to say desperate, but certainly gullible, um, yeah. and they want to believe it. They want to believe that this woman is in love with them. Yeah, and I think men have been less burned than women. Yeah, there's certainly more I, I, women that have been scammed. But. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or in relationships where, you know, men are just assholes. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, t- typically. And so they do things to hurt women. And I think, I, I'm, and again, this is a very sexist remark. So people, you can write letters, fine with me. I don't care. But that's just that I believe. And if I believe that, that's what I think. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Do you with all the instances of fake profiles, do you think social media platforms or dating sites are doing enough to protect its customers? No, they're not at all. Um, It's partly this. Yeah, this crime is is a new crime. And the laws, certainly in this country, and I'm guessing in the States, are just out of date now. They're so far out of date. Yeah, you can't. They say call the police. What what are the police going to do? I mean, yeah. And there's nothing, you know, even once once some, once money has been given, it is virtually impossible to track it down and get and get it back. Yeah. But I think, yeah, the dating sites in particular, I did reach out to them when this all first happened. And actually through the BBC program that you and I were both involved in, they reached out to the dating sites as well. And the dating sites just will not engage because to do so, they would have to acknowledge the fact that they, their sites are riddled with fake profiles. Right. And I, they sent me a copy and paste response when I first reached out saying, oh, we take our, the security of our customers very seriously. We ask them to verify by sending a photo of themselves. And I'm like, yeah, and they're sending you yeah, a photo, photo of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and which I think is, I, I think they have to do more. I, yeah. I am going to be calling, in fact, calling this out a lot more. And you and I both have public uh, profiles, so meaning yeah. out in the public because we're speaking and doing a lot of things. And of course, with myself in the media, and you're former BBC too, aren't I you? Indeed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm a former BBC journalist. Yeah, you did TV and radio for mm-hmm. BBC, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think, and I think, you know, there is some responsibility certainly on their their part, but I think it's also uh, something that we should do because one, we've been on that receiving side. I'm just tired of it. They, I mean, they're using pictures of my grandchildren now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. These these they're just scum, and and yeah. so I think. The dating sites, I think Facebook, others, they have to, Instagram especially, 
could I'll tell you, I'll tell you an instance with Instagram where they actually had my name and using right. my pictures on a fake site that they had blocked me from. So I couldn't find it. Okay. <laughs> and, and this guy's out there, you know, collecting money for an investment under my name. And um, then I called Instagram by the way. And they said, well, it's perfectly legal for him to do it. I go, no, it's not. It's my right. name. You know? So finally they, they did take it down, but it took me almost going public and being very persistent about it. Yeah. I think we need to do that. Go ahead, Steve. Because I think the other thing people should be doing is making far more use of reverse Google image searches. Absolutely. And that's how this woman found me originally. That's how she tracked me down was the reason she a got right suspicious. Click. I call it a right click, a right click. Completely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is how easy it is to, to download a photo. The reason the woman got who contacted me got suspicious, the scammer sent her two photos on one day. Uh, a photo in the morning he claimed was him having breakfast outside his hotel in Bahrain and a photo in the evening of him supposedly in his hotel pool. And she noticed that in the morning photo, my hair was silver and sort of curly, used to be quite long. In the evening photo, it was short and cropped and dark, and I appeared to have lost a couple of kilos during the day. And she realized that they just weren't consistent. So she put those into a reverse Google image search. So you can upload them into Google, and it will tell you where else on the web it finds those images. So that's how she found my Facebook profile, my LinkedIn profile, and my website. And that's how she got in touch with me. And I think if you are, if you are chatting to somebody on a dating site in particular, Download their profile image and just put it into a Google image search. Find out where else on the web it's appearing. All right. You know, now, unfortunately, most dating sites are hidden behind paywalls. So Google images doesn't search dating sites, but you will find it elsewhere. Typically, you'll find something you'll find. So especially if they're public, I mean, yeah. like we are like we're, we're more public. I got yeah. 600,000, you know, Twitter followers, 300,000 LinkedIn. I mean. I mean, that's not like JLo numbers or, or you know, or, or Kardashian numbers, but that, you know, for business person, it's pretty big. And, you know, my gosh, I, when I see these people, I said, how come you didn't search? How come you didn't do this? And of course, they, they didn't think it could ever happen to them. And, no. But I, I, I think these sites, though, need to do something. You, I don't know what it is yet, I, but they've got to be able to verify that this is you. Well, if nothing else, I think it's, I have seen other sites that use verification where people have to take a photo holding up a, a, a number which the site supplies to them. And mm -hmm. that's a step in the right direction. But it's getting to a point where there has to be some sort of online, proper online verification. And I think whoever comes up with proper online verification systems is going to make a lot of money because, yeah. you know, online banks are struggling with the same thing. You know, certainly the social media sites and the dating sites, but there's not really yet a proper way of verifying somebody is who they say they are online. Yeah, it's 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 a real it's a huge well, it's a huge problem. Think about LinkedIn. How mm. many requests do you get? Now, I, and I and I actually have done this a lot in LinkedIn because I really wanted to know how many of these are fake or real profiles. And I'll do an image search on that person. Yeah. And it could it just doesn't look right. It comes in and I'll look at it and then I'll say that doesn't look right. So I right click it and then I see that oh that's in an advertisement over here. This person's over here. This person's over here. So yeah. they're just trying to get to me, my profile, you know, get to my contacts and yeah. get inside of my thing. That's what they're trying to do. They want to know, could I have lots of marketing people who follow me and so forth? So I, I've actually turned off allowing people to even see my contacts in LinkedIn. Right. Just, yeah. just for the same reasons, same reasons. Yeah. And data is valuable. That's the, yeah, and that's what people are after. They're after our data. They're after our resources, as you say. They're after our contacts, our networks. Yeah. Um, and I think we, we don't value those. You know, you've spent a long time building up, building up that number of followers and that number of, of yep. connections, and yet those sites don't give us the opportunity to ring fence them properly and to and to put value on that data. 
Right. Or or let us control it much less well, than that. Yeah. I mean, LinkedIn won't even let you download it, right. which is it's crazy, you know, and that, that it's my it's mine. It's my contacts, not yours. But, you yeah. know, anyway, nonetheless, I go off tangent. I go off tangent. <laughs> how, is it how is this? Is it affecting your business at all? Does it affect you in any way? Um, how has it affected my business? I suppose actually, in some ways, I've been able to turn it around and use it to benefit my business in many ways. And I don't want, I don't want to sound like I'm exploiting it. But I suppose because of my journalistic, and I ran a PR agency for 11 years, I, I was managing right. director of a PR agency. So when this all happened and it all went public, my, every journalistic bone in my body was just going, this is a story. This is a story. Yep. Yep. So I went public, A, to raise awareness of dating scams, because so many people just don't realize they happen. Um, B, as I said, sort of to devalue the photos. Because to my mind, the more those photos appear in the public domain now, the harder it is for a scammer to use them successfully. And C, because it gave me an opportunity to present to promote my business. And interestingly, I appeared on a BBC Two program uh, here in the UK called the Victoria Derbyshire Show, and they sort of they introduced me and said, "This is Steve Bustian, a speaker and speech coach from from Brighton." And by the time I got back to the green room, there was an email in my inbox from somebody saying, "We've been looking for somebody to work with. Can we talk?" And yeah. you know, and it, and that's the stuff. You know, yes, there is an ability to promote myself and my business and raise my my own profile. But I've also now give keynotes telling this story. And talking about online safety uh, and also how to you know, how to protect yourself, or on a business context, I now use it to talk about how opportunities in your business don't always turn up in the guise you expect. The fun, the weird thing was, 2018 when this happened, one of my business goals was to be a little bit famous. Was the way I li- literally it was written into my business plan, mm-hmm. i.e., I, I was going to raise my profile. I just hadn't anticipated it was going to happen in this way. <laughs> Well, you have. Now you're a heterosexual male. Absolutely. In his late 60s. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Just not where you wanted it to go, which is, that's the way it is. You know, and the other thing, I know we only got a minute left or so. I think this is a big issue for speakers. A lot of people who, who want that fame, who are out there with that fame, whether you want it or not, and you're, you, you can be used in this way and you need to really protect yourself especially people who are more visible hmm. doing videos, things like that, where they can actually use the tools against against someone like they have with both of us. And so yeah. that's one of the things we want to tell a lot of speakers. I know you're you're active in the, the professional speaking uh, group there in the UK. I'm here in, in the US as well. And I've been doing a lot of work because I, I keep hearing more and more speakers who are having this happen to them. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think one of the reasons they target speakers and certainly one of the reasons I was talking, you know, I don't think it's because of my devastating good looks, quite frankly. Oh, I think it's come because... on. You're, very, you're, very, you're a very good looking man, Steve. Thank so you. go ahead. All right. But I think, it's, I think it's because they, from my Facebook profile, they could create an entire life because there was, Correct. yeah, there was holidays and Christmas and birthdays and all that sort of stuff. But then there were business shots and shots of being, you know, in suits and, on, and doing all, all that sort of stuff. So they could create this entire persona. Whereas most people, if their Facebook profile is only, you know, them and their kids and their birthdays and things, it's, it's less likely that the scammers can create an entire profile. So I do think the way that those of us who have a public profile use social media does make us more um, at risk from, from this sort of use. Do you, do you ever get a hold of one of the guys? Do you ever reach them? The scammers, no. Um, I mean, I talked to the police. They said the trouble is he could be in the UK. He, she, they could be in Dhaka. They could be in Moscow. They could be anywhere. Um, We're finding so. most of the ones that we have. They're a Nigerian ring. Well, and, yeah. I, and I've actually gotten a couple of their phone numbers and called them. Wow. Yeah. I and had a conversation. Them. Oh, hey, I just, well, they didn't, they, they hung up. 
you right. know, and immediately, of course, killed the number and so forth. And I called from a, a different line so they uh, could never track me down. I didn't want them to have my number and scam that number. Yeah. But, you know, there are actually now colleges in Nigeria teaching dating scams. Oh, you know, yeah. It's, it's an industry. Wow. And it's and it's sort of justified by they sort of a lot of it's now oh you know because they were they were they used to be colonies particularly European colonies and they see this as a way of taking back resources from their original European colonizers I mean it's that embedded in the culture well maybe they should go back to those people not to us yeah. we had nothing to do with that well listen Steve thank you so much for uh, being with me today and talking about putting a face of a scam I I love that you're doing that I love that you're out there I'm sorry it happened to you but I'm love that Thanks. you're out there preaching the gospel and helping people and trying to help more and more men and women not be victims yeah absolutely I think it's important we have to let people know that it's going on so that's so they can protect themselves well thank you for being on all business with Jeffrey Hazlett Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about the things that I have learned. And I got to tell you, the big one that came out was gullibility test. I never had knew that. In fact, I, I got to tell you, I might be gullible. I think I've done one or two of those things before, but typically I don't post it. Maybe that's the difference. I don't post it. Somebody will send me something and I go, yeah, I'll try that. Then I never, I never post them. Uh, I take some of those other tests sometimes, but I never post those either. But gullibility test, I mean, that's what they're doing. They're checking to see how gullible you are. That's something to learn. That's a, a good one for us to learn right here today on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Don't forget, tell your friends all about the show and uh, do what you can to help protect others. If you know some people who are dating online, why don't you reach out and tell them about this particular podcast or tell them, you know, to double check. You go check them out before you let them date. OK, anyway, that's my advice here today on All Business. So don't forget to join us next time. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.